Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Without further delay. Without further delay. Your guru. Your guru. Um, uh, sorry. Your guide to a better life through real estate investing. Through real estate investing. Matt Terrio. Matt Terrio. So welcome to the Epic Real Estate Investing Podcast. Long time no talk. Uh, just give you a little update as to, to where I've been. Um, I've been uh, expanding my business. Business has been really, really good. Everything is growing. We're, we're uh, opening new markets. I think we've got six markets now. We're going to settle there for a minute and really establish those. Taking up a ton of time. Uh, we're opening up a new office, a new recording studio, and a, a green screen soundstage. I'm hiring new employees, I'm creating new services, new products, and it's just taken a bunch of time, and it's taken a lot more time than I thought, and the podcast release schedule has somewhat taken a back seat. So my apologies for that. However, it's it is all for the, the greater good. Uh, the release schedule will go back to a weekly schedule once the new studio is open. Uh, we started this podcast originally as a weekly podcast, and it turned into, say, every other week, and then about every you know three weeks, and then just kind of turned into whenever I had a free moment and could get around to it. So sometimes it was you know twice a week, and, or sometimes it was twice a month, sometimes it was every other month. It's just been all over the place, and my apologies for that, but the whole reason for this expansion and building the new infrastructure is to create some stability and some predictability and just com- uh, complete a, a consistent schedule. Uh, you, you have asked for it. You've um, definitely supported the show. You've been sharing this with your friends and, and you've been sharing with me your success stories. So I know that there's a lot of you out there that are listening and are waiting because you send me the emails, you, you place the phone calls and you're like, when's the next episode? And, and so I really appreciate that. And just to show my appreciation, I'm going to pick this up on, on the production side, be more professional and more consistent and keep on giving you guys what you're asking for. All right. And, you know, I've been waiting actually to post a new episode thinking I was going to record the very next one in the new studio, but construction has taken far longer than I thought and gone way over budget. It's amazing. I'm, you know, basically wholesaling or fixing and flipping, you know, 10 to 15 properties, I don't know, almost a week now. And I can have perfect control over those, can manage those those perfectly, but, but managing the construction on my new office and my new studio has has not been nearly as easy, but it appears I'm just days away from completion. But now I've uh, I've got uh, I've got back-to-back bachelor party weekends in Vegas. So if I wait to record in the new studio, we're probably still looking at at least another two weeks before I I get a new episode up, which uh, I've been bummed about, and I'm I've been kind of bummed that it's taken this long. But but uh, 
this past Tuesday, those are, Tuesdays are my coaching call days, so I'm typically unavailable on Tuesdays. Uh, my assistant, Mercedes, she slipped me a note saying that she had just received a call from two podcast listeners that have experienced some recent success and, and that I just had to speak with them and, and possibly even interview them on the show because their, their story was that good. So it sounded good to me. And I'm going to go ahead and I was going to give them a call and I'm going to record the call and I can just post that up as episode 55 of which we here we are today. And that's exactly what I've done. Uh, I've never spoken to them before. I asked them just to real quickly just reserve your story. And so it's nice and fresh. And and uh, they just called this last couple of weeks. So the story is nice and fresh as well. This is the first time I've ever spoken to them. This is the first time I've ever even heard the story. So I really don't even know what we're going to get. All right. So I've got them waiting on the line at the moment. And this will be the last podcast episode recorded out of my bedroom closet. Yes, if you didn't know, I record out of the closet. And uh, it's not very glamorous, but it gives really good sound quality in here. But this is the last episode here, and I'll resume a regular schedule in about two weeks from the new studio, the new spot. And I'm going to share with you all of the new stuff I've been creating to help you be more successful with your real estate investing. So without further ado, on the phone, I have Dustin and Corey. Dustin, Corey, welcome to the Epic Real Estate Investing Podcast. Hey, thank you, Matt. Thanks for having us. Awesome to be here. You bet. You know, I, I understand, first of all, that, that congratulations are in order. Appreciate it. Yeah, Mercedes was very excited and uh, said, I just had to speak with you guys. So I'm glad you guys were able to make some time out of your schedule and, and be with here to, be with us here today. So let's just start. I don't care who starts. Let's just, I'll just pick Dustin. Dustin, why don't you start and just tell me a little bit about yourself and, you know, what, what you've done, where you live, how old you are, what, what you do for a living, and, and just kind of bring us up to current date. Awesome. Yeah. Can you hear me uh, nice and clear there? Loud and clear, Dustin. Awesome. So I, um, I'm from Erie, Pennsylvania, right on the lake. Uh, I grew up racing motocross and I was pursuing a pro career. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lot of injuries pile up and I was racing semi-pro for a while and kind of got out of uh, the whole racing aspect, ride for fun. And I bumped into someone that was into real estate through motocross, actually. Wow. You meet people in the uh, weirdest places. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, I got into real estate about two years ago. I've been into it a lot more heavy, almost full-time the past year. Uh, I was working fitting knee braces and back braces. I got fired from my job and had to pursue something with no college experience. So I got into real estate as much as possible and established Bay City Buyers with my best friend. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, in what capacity in the last two years have you been involved in real estate? Uh, for the first year, I really kind of did it on the side. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really wasn't as committed as I should have been, and mm-hmm. I wish I would have been way more committed last year. But this year, I pretty much uh, delved into things pretty heavily and been listening to the podcast a lot. And that's really what really what sparked everything for me. And you know, I'm not the typical typical guy that looks like he'd be doing real estate. Um, I had gauges in my ears. I got rid of those. So I have a couple. Had two holes in my ears. I don't look like a like a business guy, but you know, I we clean up and get the job done, and it's fun. I enjoy it a lot. That's good. That's good. So, and how old are you, Dustin? Twenty-four years old. Twenty-four. 
Got it. Corey, your turn. Yeah, for sure. Um, so this is Corey. I, uh, I'm i 22 years old, so a little younger than Dustin. I also was born in Erie. I uh, moved to Ohio when I was younger. Pretty much spent all my weekends racing motocross. That's how me and Dustin had the general connection when I moved back to PA. Mm-hmm. I moved back to Pennsylvania when I was like 12. And uh, met up with Dustin. We've been best friends ever since. Got into a bunch of trouble together. And uh, after graduating high school, I knew that... Uh, I knew that eventually I wanted to work for myself, but I wasn't really sure. I kind of followed society, did the college thing. Um, never really enjoyed college. Went to Penn State Baron locally, and uh, was always on the Deans list, but uh, you know, was never really looking to work a full time job right after. And uh, started doing that, and basically met up with Jim Winchell, who's a common friend of me and Dustin's. We met him through motocross, like Dustin was saying, and. Uh, for his age, I think he was like 28 or so, and we were amazed at all the stuff he could afford. We had no idea what this dude was doing for a living, and uh, kind of started picking his brain, and he showed us what he's doing with real estate, and that was back when I was 18 or 19. Me and Dustin kind of followed around and tried to hang out with him and his partner, Ben Berlin, as much as possible, and uh, they got us into it. Like Dustin said, you know, uh, I'd say I was, I've been in real estate for two years now, and the first year... You know, just really on a part-time basis, I was a full-time student. I just graduated college, you know, about two months ago. So I've been a full-time student for the past four years and holding the job down. So, uh, yeah, that's about it. I mean, we're here now talking to you. Sweet, sweet. So you guys have both been doing this for, for about two years now. Did you guys start to doing this together? Yeah, we actually started with Jim. Um, you know, he was just kind of... We just tried to follow him around as much as we could. You know, we were totally lost. We were like your typical people that, you know, say, oh, well, is what you're doing illegal? You know, we when we first met him, we we were dumbfounded with what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's always my favorite question when people ask me what I do, if what I do is illegal. You gotta love it. <laughs> yeah. You get it more often than you would think. It, it happens all the time. I'm just like, well, well, I, well, I haven't gone to jail yet, so hopefully I can still get away with it. <laughs> but uh cool so describe to me like you know what, what was your what were your first deals like what were just let's talk about your first deal what what did that look like yeah we um actually my sophomore year of college um i found a two unit right next to my college i i was still living at home until uh as of last week actually and i found a two unit next to my college and didn't have the money actually used some scholarship funds and some school loans to help pay for a $20,000 two unit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bought that and uh, rented it out, was cash flowing really well. And that was really the first real estate, you know, I had ever owned. And, you know, after acquiring it, me and Dustin started talking. And, you know, I told him, you know, this real estate thing really does work. You know, you just got to put the time in. And uh, we decided then and there that, you know, we wanted to do a deal together 50%. And uh, we had a single-family home. It was a single-family home, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was, it was uh, 44000 we got that for. We traditionally financed it. We had to put up, we had eight k a piece on there, I think. Yeah, we literally yeah. scrounged up eight k out of our savings. And uh, I actually refinanced the two unit that I bought a little bit. And uh, we each put in eight k went in 50%. And spent a couple weeks where we were doing painting. Little stuff, barely anything. I mean, we had three hundred dollars rehab into it between the two of us with the paint, and I think that was it. Really, paint. 
mowing the lawn. And then from there, we uh, rented it out for two months while we searched for someone. We knew that we wanted to owner finance it out so we didn't have to get stuck in a landlord trap. Mm-hmm. Um, and we ended up finding somebody to put $10,000 down. And she was a first-time homeowner, just bad credit, but had cash and put 10K down. And she's been renting it out, cash flowing it every month for us and also getting that $10,000 consideration payment. Super, super. So your your first deal was you basically uh, you got creative with your financing and, and got loans from a different source, not necessarily real estate loans, but you were able to uh, purchase that property and you rented that out and then you're able to leverage the equity from that to purchase the second, right? Exactly. Cool. And then you did a, an owner financing. So you, you took a note on the new property. And yep. uh, cool, cool. Is this some of the stuff that you're, was it Jim that was showing you some of this stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. We had, you know, we've been following the podcast as well. Um, you know, we've gotten so much information from this podcast. It's ridiculous. Uh, awesome. You know, we're structuring deals and stuff like that. It's just, it's crazy how much you learn from just listening to an educational podcast. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. So over the, the last two years, how many deals have you done? Uh, we've done about eight deals total. Okay. We've uh, We've done everything from, we've flipped a couple mobile homes. Um, we have a four unit that we hold strictly as a rental just for the good cash flow that it provides. That's actually our only traditional rental. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also have, you know, a couple more fix and flips, mostly that we've done with Jim, you know, and also Ben. They, uh, they've been huge influences. You know, we wouldn't be where we're at in real estate to begin with without those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, they're basically an older version of us. Uh, you know, they like to have fun on their bikes on the weekends too. Awesome. awesome. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. And then we, uh, we actually called you because we just put our most recent deal together. Uh, we got down payment as of two days ago and we decided after getting the down payment, what better way to celebrate than to call Matt Terrio and try to share our success with it. That's awesome. So, before I want, I want to talk about that. That's what I mostly want to talk about is this newest deal that you guys called about. Um, but you know, you've done eight deals over the last two years, which is very respectable in your, in your first two years. But let me ask you, what do you think it ha- has been, or what was it that was in your way from in, in your way of doing even more deals? Just uh, really acting, and honestly, it's probably been the past year. I mean, we did one, we did one deal last year and the motivation really kicked out the first of the year. So mm-hmm. that's when we really stepped our, our game up and started working, you know, head to the grindstone there really. I mean, we've been pushing since the first a lot mm-hmm. harder than ever. So uh, really just worked at the, at the speed of education. Mm-hmm. Nice. So what was the, uh, what was the motivation that kicked in for you at the beginning of the year? Well, uh, prior to the fact, what's your motivation, Dustin? I mean, financial freedom, I don't want to work. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, I do not want to work a 40-hour week at all. Mm-hmm. I Unless can... it's something I enjoy. Sure. I can appreciate that. But was there was there something that was pivotal, pivotal around the beginning of the year that, you know, just decided you guys started taking action? Yeah, well, I mean, the uh, beginning of the year, me and Dustin actually sat down for the first time in our lives. Um, you know, we're big followers of Tony Robbins as well. And uh, we kind of followed the uh, Awaken the Giant within. And uh, 
totally committed ourselves to setting up detailed goal plans, business and personal. Mm-hmm. And we decided what better way to start it, as cliche as it is, at the first of the year. And uh, after that, you know, we knew that I was graduating college in May. And, you know, I was kind of had something going on after that. And also, you know, nothing looking for full-time employment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, losing, it, losing your job is kind of a pretty big influence <laughs> to uh, do something new. Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so that that's cool. And, and I'm starting to understand why you guys have been successful. Um, you started off with, you know, a mentor you, where, and, and whether that mentor even helps you do one deal or not, sometimes or, or oftentimes just by having someone close to you that you see doing it, like it, it puts it as a reality. It puts it as a real possibility in your life of like, wow, if, if they're doing it, I can do it. It's not, you're not listening to some guy at the front of a stage or, or reading a book about some theory. You actually n- can touch somebody that's living and breathing that's actually doing it. So I know you guys got a lot from that or else you probably would have never taken action in the first place. Um, but the mm-hmm. fact that they were there to, to help you even do the deals, that's awesome. And I just can't stress the importance of mentorship. I mean, it's so important and and you'll have various mentors. They'll serve you in different ways all along the way. And, and so keep looking for mentors. Hang on to the ones you got. Don't burn those bridges for sure, but keep looking for mentorship and, and, and advice and guidance and examples from all different angles because they, they show up in all different shapes, for sizes, sexes, heritages, ages, everything. So cool. And then you mentioned one book. It's actually a, a book I read at least once a year, Awaken the Giant. And just the fact that you've pulled out of, you know, you set a plan and you followed the plan. So that's awesome. Congratulations to you, too. Hey, thank you, Matt. We really appreciate it. You bet. That's great. And, uh, yeah, and I, I totally second that, you know. I mean, it's it's the mentor that really gets you the motivation. And like you said, make it a real one. Me and Dobson closed that first deal. I think, uh, you know, we actually we had no clue what we were getting into at first. I mean, we actually made an offer on the house and then... Uh, she accepted it right off the bat for uh, 52k, and then we were like, "Well, I think we aimed it a little too too high to begin with." And she it for 44k, and we were still scared at that point. And uh, after a couple of weeks of painting stuff, you know, we ended up selling the place for uh, 82.5. So it was like that. That's when it became real to us that if we really just put in some time, this this could work. Right, right. That, that's that's a great profit. Was that this most recent deal you're talking about? No, that was the uh, the first deal we did. That's your first deal. Okay. Yep. Super. So let's fast forward to the one that inspired the inspired this phone call. Um, tell me, uh, tell me about this this deal that you have right now. Okay. So um, we had, you know, we have a website. We also have bandit signs out there, um, and you know they all they all generate leads. We have direct mailing. You know, we try to cover all the bases like you talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, we had internet lead come. And it was a farm with uh, 52 acres. It was uh, at risk of foreclosure, but it had a very high payment. So it wasn't something we could just turn around and, you know, rent to somebody or lease to somebody. I mean, we probably could have, but we kind of wanted to pull more options. So uh, we got a hold of Jim, actually. This is where the mentor came in again. And, uh, you know, just like you said, we don't want to bring the bridges, so we... We handed over, you know, part of the deal, and we said we'd work with him, and uh, we shared with him, and he came in. He's a developer also, 
Mm-hmm. And he, we had talked about subdividing lots. So we now have 10 lots we're subdividing. Uh, we just had to get a move-out move date for the uh, family that was there. So I'll let Corey take this part of the, uh, the deal. This is a, kind of a two-part deal. So Okay, so just, just to recap, this deal that you're talking about, it sounds pretty extensive, and this came just through one of your internet leads, through one of your websites? Mm-hmm, correct. Fantastic. Okay, and it's a it's a giant piece of land that's going to be subdivided. Is that accurate? Mm-hmm, ten, uh, ten different lots. Ten different it's lots. about 50 acres with a lot of road frontage that goes up a hill. Super. Okay, I'm up to speed. Keep going. Yeah, so, um, you know, obviously these people need a place to move into, and that really what was holding us up at that point. We knew we had their property secured. We just wanted to find a place for them to move. And with them having not so good credit, they need an owner finance deal. Mm-hmm. Their one thing was they said they'd be willing to work with us if we could find them a rent-to-own situation in the country. Um, I don't know about you, but our market specifically, you know, it's, it can be difficult to find something in the country rent-to-own that someone's going to fall in love with. Mm-hmm. And uh, it just happened a couple weeks after we started going with that deal. We got a call off one of our bandit signs. And these people is an elderly couple, and they were just sick of being landlords. They had a cottage that uh, wasn't performing well for them, and they were just getting real caught up with the landlord trap and wanted to get out of it. So we went and checked it out, and it made sense to us. We ended up getting it under contract um, when it when it wasn't flooded for uh, $25,000. They were going to hold the financing. At two hundred and fifty dollars a month, zero interest. That uh, that little piece there was definitely stole from the podcast. <laughs> awesome. Uh, aiming for the the zero percent and trying to get as much financing as possible. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we got that under contract, and right after getting it, the day we got access to it, we invited the couple over that was selling their farmhouse to us, and they were able to check it out. Uh, they instantly fell in love with it. They, it looked like somewhere they wanted to retire to, and they were able to downsize from a farm and, you know, obviously not only save their credit and everything from the previous house, but live comfortably in a smaller house. Mm-hmm. So we got that under contract with them two days ago, got $3,000 down. They're going to be making payments of six fifty a month to us and also covering all the insurance and tax costs. Super. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so there, there's something here that, that, uh, I, I want to point out and it's probably the biggest reason why, why you guys were able to put all of this together and, and in the beginning and, and for a long time for, for, well, it could be a year or two or it could be several years depending on, on how diligent and how, how much time you put in your investing. But lead generation is everything. Lead generation is, is the, uh, is the engine that drives your whole business. And you guys mentioned you're doing direct mail. You have websites, and you're doing roadside bandit signs. So doing as much as possible, I highly recommend, and this is the perfect example why. Um, so tell me about your, your direct mail. What are you sending in your, your direct mail? So we are sending to the NOD listings, the foreclosure listings. Um, we're also sending to divorce. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are looking for fire damage as well. Awesome. Awesome. So those are the the lists that you're sending to, right? 
the groups of people? Apparently, yeah. Okay. And how are you guys acquiring your lists? Through the courthouse and online. Okay. Um, like what? Like list mostly. services? Yeah, mostly we're mostly using the uh, courthouse for the you know divorce listings and um, the notice of foreclosure. Cool. Are those online searches at the courthouse, or are you physically going down there? We physically have to go in there. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, and you're getting those leads because it takes an extra step of effort, and there's less competition with the more effort that there is. So congratulations to you guys for that. Um, your, yeah. your bandit signs, how many of those are you putting out? Uh, we just put a batch of 60 out last week, mm-hmm. or actually two weeks ago. Except for the uh, the couple that the cops called on and uh, had a little conversation, confrontation, had to take them down. But uh, mm-hmm. we're, we're at about three less than we put down last week. But uh, we try to put them. We do a blast of them uh, every couple months. We uh, we have it all systemized now, so now we're able to have someone else do it for us instead of us taking time driving around in the work truck ranger putting up a bunch of mm-hmm. road signs. <laughs> Super, Super. So. Um... Now you're now you're leveraging yeah those those efforts so very good, and then uh, as far as your your websites how are you getting how are you driving traffic to your websites? Our website I actually um, I created our first one never created a website before just mm-hmm. use uh, Weebly dot com so mm-hmm. anyone looking to do some basic that worked well um, but we didn't have the SEO you know that we were looking for so I had a buddy of mine from college actually. Um, you know, that, that networking ability, I think, is the good thing you get out of college. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's, he's a genius with that stuff. And I, we paid him, and he built a website for us, and we've been getting some leads ever since. Okay. Cool. So is he doing SEO for you? Are you getting the stuff from search engines? Yeah, he did all the SEO for us, and I just do general maintenance on the website as far as, uh, you know, putting stuff up, taking stuff down, just showing people what we have available. Super. Do you advertise your websites anywhere else? Yeah, um, we've also advertised it on signs, also in the newspaper. You know, we just throw Bay City Buyers in the newspaper, mm-hmm. and you know, people can follow it from there. Uh, I mean, it's the little things, even like you know, our license plates that uh, our mentor Jim and also Ben they put that license plates on their truck, and you know, I remember before we started doing it, we looked at them like, you know, why would you even put that on there? But the, the ability to spark up a conversation with someone and just, you know, re- refer them to what it is you do. Right. Um, you know, right. that networking ability, it goes a long ways to keeping a business alive. That's awesome. Awesome. Cool. So, um, so you've got this one deal that the, these lots under, under contract is, is that hasn't right. closed yet, right? Not yet. We're actually, um, in the process their move out date is the 29th of this month. So, um, you know, once they move out, we're going to go and start the process of, you know, finding out the lost perk uh, for our septic system. Mm-hmm. And we're going to subdivide. And, uh, you know, we're thinking probably about 20K a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's conservative. Sweet. And uh, so we're going we're gonna to try and get 150000 for the house. 20k per lot so i mean conservatively you know there's room for 200k profit because there's uh 120,000 note on the house still 120,000 dollar note on the house so 
the uh, the people that are living there right now, they moved and they basically just signed it over to you as long as you found them someplace else to go. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You mean there are people in this world that would just give you their property? Can you imagine that? <laughs> That's the, one of the more common questions I get through email is, why would anyone sell you their property at a discount if they could just go hire a realtor to sell it for them? I get that all the time. So why don't you guys answer that question for me? Uh, because people get emotionally attached. I think that's what we've seen the most. I mean, I personally, you know, you walk into a place and it's someone's house. It's where they've been for the past 20, maybe even 40, 50 years. There's a lot of emotional connection where, you know, an investor can come in, look at it it's like a problem they need to solve and add value to that person's life. But, you know, we look at it from the math perspective. It's simple. I think that's, one of the most important things that, you know, Jim, our mentor, has ever told us, he just said, keep it simple. If the math doesn't make sense, don't do it. Exactly. Okay. And uh, I also believe over-leveraging and just really, yeah, in this market, you have to be creative. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To, sell, uh, to sell at market price, you, you just you have to be creative or you, you can't do it. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Right. So they, they just, they're in a situation where they... they off a little bit more than they could chew. They now they're in a market where they don't have an easy solution. They can't mm-hmm. just call a realtor. So they connected with you and you solved their problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Simple. And I, I I break that down in in somewhat of as elementary a way as I can because the 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 answer is life happens to people and life happens every single day. And believe it or not, a realtor is not the solution to all of life's problems. Sometimes it takes someone with a little bit more creativity, like real estate investors. And so congratulations to you guys for doing that. And you're just a great example of that. You know, you can buy property with no money. You can buy property with with no credit. In fact, people will just give you property for free. So Exactly. And, you know, people just don't believe it until it actually happens. So. Anytime I have an opportunity to, to talk to someone that has done it, particularly like when they've done it to, to the extent that you have, um, it makes, you know, the smaller little deals sound like more doable and, and easier. And, but, you know, it exists out there with the, the big giant opportunities as well. So, fantastic. Any, anything else to, to share about the deal or any epiphanies or anything like that about uh, how it went down? I mean, the way we look at it, you know, we're – we're normal guys. We're not anything special. So really anybody can do it. All you got to do is put in, you know, the work and it's not easy, but you just, you got to put in the work and, you know, pay attention to what you're buying and anybody can do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, uh, I mean, I think a good way to really explain, it, I mean, it's little stuff, even like in your podcast, um, for example, my price, your terms, your price on my terms line that you always throw out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, that we, after listening to podcasts, I probably went over that line 20 times, sitting in the parking lot of my school before a final and memorized that. And then me and Dustin actually went out and this is when we first got that, that first deal under contract, the farmhouse. Mm-hmm. And we used that, you know, exact terms. We we're just really much more calm about it. And when we spoke about the deal, um, you know, we let, we let them talk more than us talking. And 
getting, you know, the my price, your terms, your price on my terms into their head, it really makes it clear to them. Right, right. It almost seems like, wow, this is really fair. These guys are, are being fair with me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, t- tell me about that conversation. When you say it's a, hey, we can do this deal in one of two ways. We can do with my price in your terms or your price and my terms. Which one do you, do you want to go? Like, like when you first present that to someone, like what's their initial response? I think they're kind of a little shocked at first because everyone just assumes, you know, if you're going to buy a house, you're going to either hand me a check or, you know, some sort of cash and buy the house. Uh, I think it catches them off guard at first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, this particular situation, um, you know, they obviously were facing foreclosures. So it was really a matter of, uh, you know, trying to work with the bank to do a short sale and take a ton of time and, you know, not sure if it's going to work or not, or allow us to catch up the back payments and take over your property. And we're willing to save all of your credit. And, you know, to a lot of people, that's extremely important. And at the same time, be willing. I think they trusted us enough. And I think building rapport with them allowed us to, you know, really move forward. And then they trusted us that we would work hard enough to find a house for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you think was the secret to you uh, or, you know, what was the strategy or what do you think it was that allowed you to build such good rapport and have them trust you? Being extremely personable. You know, a lot of investors don't really have the uh, pers- personable touch, I guess. You notice it sometimes, but I mean, we're really personable guys. We're young. You know, we're, we don't really come off as investors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, for example, when we showed up, um, the, the one couple, the, the husband was out, you know, with his guns and instantly, you know, we sparked up a conversation. I mean, deep down inside where we race motocross, we're pretty much hicks on the weekend. So uh, <laughs> right. well, instantly we sparked up a conversation about shotguns and hunting and stuff like that. And, you know, it's just the ability, I think, to create rapport with people first before you act on you know, the business end and be able to give them time of day and just listen to them. I think that will get, you know, anyone trying to do this business, you know, a ton of success. Couldn't have said it better myself. Awesome. Um, cool. So tell me what's next for you guys. Well, what's next, Dustin? Really pursuing, I know you say in almost every podcast, you know, to pursue one certain aspect, but we really found success in pursuing all aspects of real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we do lease options. We take over foreclosures. You know, we take, uh, we, assume, we don't assume that we take over subject to, mm-hmm. um, you know, we just pretty much hit every aspect of it. We don't really like to miscategorize, categorize ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, and I, and I think, I think that's smart. And, and, what do you think you're you're doing it just one like you you're not categorizing yourself or not you kind of are um and and I'll explain to you to what I mean by that is that you know whether you want to work um you know whether it's commercial real estate whether it's um probates or it's foreclosures or whatever it is you still have to generate leads and when you're out there and you're doing your marketing, you're, you're generating your, your direct mail, you've got the roadside signs, you've got your website out there, you really don't know 
who's going to who's going to see it and who's going to give you a call to see if you can help them. You have no control over that. But you do have those three means of of attracting your business. So you, you in that sense you've got that one those those are your strategies for attracting business. And then you're open and I, I always say you should have one or two ways of attracting the business that you really specialize in. But then learn all of the you got to know all of the exit strategies because you never know who's going to call. So the fact that you have lease option as an exit strategy. You have a subject to as an exit strategy. You've got the seller financing as an exit strategy. You guys are, are doing it exactly right. So I'm not surprised at all that you guys are, are having the success that you're having. So um, you, guys are, you guys are rocking it. You're totally killing it. So did you answer my question? What's, what's next for you guys? Yeah, so um, one thing we would like to do is uh, we would like to find some deals where we can really use our private investors. Um, okay. we, have, we have a couple of private investors um, that are great people in our local area that uh, whether they haven't gotten into real estate yet or they already have been a lender, um, we just want to make a win-win deal for them. And we really haven't been able to do it because we've been um, taking a you know, page out of your book and doing it with no money down and none of our own money so far, um, you know, and having the, the owners hold the financing. So mm-hmm. we would like to have some of our private investors get some deals where we can get them to come in and, uh, you know, kind of over-promise and, you know, I should say over-deliver. Right, under-promise, over-deliver, right. Exactly. Well, I think you guys are in a perfect position in your investing careers to do that because you have a track record. You've been doing this for a couple of years. You can say, look at this, what we've done this, we've done that. So you've got some credibility. And if, they, if they're friends of yours, they already like you. You've got that credibility that's going to install the trust and that they're going to have confidence that they're, they'll be confident that you're, you're competent investors. Now the next step is, and you know what? If every deal that comes your way is you can do it with no money and no credit, then there's no reason to borrow any money. But if to do bigger deals, I mean, if you have private money out there, it's going to open up more possibilities on the deals that you do attract. Um, but uh, kind of what I would recommend is is find out what their money's doing for them right now. Like, you know, hey, if some, we're, this is what, you know, Corey and I are out here, we're, we're, we're busting our butts, we're doing good deals, we did this, we did that, we did this, and, you know, um, I don't know, would you be open to, like, maybe a, an 8%, 7% return on your money? And then just be quiet. And if they say yes, like, like in this day and time, who's going to say no, right? They'll say something, mm-hmm. of course, of course, who wouldn't be? You'll hear that every single time when you ask that question in the right way. And uh, and you say great. So just kind of with the, you know, a, a curious next question. And wow, how how much money would you have available for that type of investment? And you just be quiet and and, and you listen. Some people are going to say five thousand dollars. Some people are going to say fifty. Some people are going to say five million. Regardless of what they say, you're completely unaffected. Okay, so you're just going to listen. Oh, okay, interesting. Act like you do this every single day, and whatever number they throw around is the type of numbers you work with every single day. So it's no big deal. And then, so step three of that is, well, we're working on some stuff. If if something comes up, which I think it probably will pretty soon, would it make sense for you and I to get together, and, and I'll show you how you can get that type of return with us. So 
that way you've opened the door, you've laid the foundation, you don't necessarily have a deal yet, but at least you know when that deal comes up, then you can call and say, hey, remember that thing I was telling Well, now's the time, and you kind of suggested it would make sense. Do you think it would still make sense for us to get together? I'll explain to you how this works, and we can get you your 7% return. Like that. Make sense? Exactly. That's uh, that's how we do it every time. Oh, well, we actually perfect. Every time we go to approach a situation like that, we listen to that exact podcast right beforehand in the car. Oh, okay. Well, awesome. You're already doing it. I thought you were, you were at, kind of asking me. You know, you guys are stuck there, and how do you how do you get it? Yeah, we we just wanna we wanna get to where we're you know finding some deals where we're able to use that. It uh, I mean that's huge. The even just what you get off this podcast, just from a negotiation standpoint, the present a simple uh, statement and then just waiting is huge. Um, I think we've increased, you know, the spread on what we can make on a property simply because we know that we can wait in a conversation and just be patient and listen for the other side to talk. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, so just uh, all I would say, my only recommendation, if you even want it, I mean, you guys are doing great all by yourself, but my only recommendation would just be to keep up with the lead generation. Don't ever let that slow down. And sometimes it's really easy for it to slow down or for you to lose sight of it if you have a bunch of deals in the pipeline. But that's the time That's the time when it's most important for you to, to keep that lead generation going, and it, that keeps your business growing. So it's it you go. that's how you go from eight deals in two years to, to 16 and to 32. Make sense? Numbers game. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it's really, one thing, uh, you guys I'm are making, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was just, I was just going to say that the one trap that a lot of people will fall into and, and right at your specific situation is that you're doing some deals. You, you're talking about some bigger money, big money to most people in this country. And when you start making that kind of money, and you guys are still young, and you like your motorcycles, you probably like to go out and have fun and, and do all that stuff, it's really easy to, to, once you start getting some of those paychecks, to go out and start having fun, which there's nothing wrong with that. But you just got to keep the lead generation going, uh, keep that steady and consistent. And I love, and it's a lot easier to do now that you guys have started to uh, leverage other people's efforts in doing that for you. So create a system out of that so you always got the leads going. And if you always got the leads going, that money will never stop. But if those leads stop, your money stops. Yeah, I appreciate. We both appreciate that information. And uh, one thing I want to ask you, you know, we're really in that transition now where uh, I'm actually, you know, going back to work full time just on a basis for some leverage. And I got a, you know, I have a contract that I have to respect. Mm -hmm. um, we we're really looking to automate, you know, as much as we can with monotonous stuff. You know, uh, our biggest thing is, you know find, farm, our deals. That's that's what we should be focusing on. So mm -hmm. we're really, one thing we do struggle with right now is just finding a way to automate all our daily things. And we've looked in the virtual assistants uh, pretty heavily in the past couple of weeks. I mean, what would you say for anyone out there, and this is us specifically, um, we're really on that brink of, you know, we've, we've got some deals, we got some cash flow, but we really just want to take it to the next level and just pushing through that next level barrier. Perfect, perfect. So your your time is best spent talking to sellers and building that rapport, writing contracts, and selling properties. Those are the three things that, that you really want to stay in control of. Everything else is what you want to automate, okay? So 
Are you? Do you guys use the daily success report? We don't use it actively. We probably should start doing it now. We're being put on the spot, but uh, <laughs> I mean, definitely we've kind of represented our own version of it, but it's not nearly as detailed. Okay, well, and that's okay. I mean, you guys are doing whether you guys are keeping the daily success report or not. If you're doing deals, you're doing all the right activities. It's mm-hmm. just it's just if you're not doing deals, that's when you need to go check in with the, with the success or the success report and to see where where you need to start picking up the pace. But on that report, in the left-hand column, those are all the money-making activities. Those are all the, the, the activities that are required. And you can just start from the, the top and work your way down. And aside from talking to, uh, to, to, to the motivated sellers and from presenting offers and, and selling property, everything else there, other than those three things, you can, you can automate. Now, you mentioned virtual assistants. Absolutely. Um, there are some tasks that you might want to have somebody local, uh, but most of all that stuff, it's, you know, it's no more than $8 an hour type work. Putting up roadside signs is, is not, you know, that's not going to take rocket scientist type salaries to get that done. Um, writing yellow letters and assembling your direct mail. That's not rocket scientist type salaries to get that type of work done. I mean, that can be, you know, one of your family friends, a 14, 15 year old girl. I like to use 14, 15, 16 year old girls because they seem to have nice handwriting <laughs> and it's nice and cute and it's disarming when it shows up in the mail. So look at that and, and maybe it's 25 cents a letter or something like that. Um, what was the other thing I was just thinking of? Uh, you know, your internet stuff. You got a friend that, that, uh, that's already doing that stuff. Maybe start throwing some money his way so he starts, you know, actively generating those leads a little bit more. But I like the fact that you guys have done, you've done all of these activities yourself. So now all you have to do is find someone and teach them to them. And just teach them how, this is how I do it. This is how I want it done. And what I started to do, and I'm in the process of doing this right now, and it's part of our expansion. I'm actually hiring employees because it's gotten to the point where I need just, I need more help and I need to have physical bodies that I have access to. But you guys aren't, aren't quite there yet, but, but you're getting close. But, but the process is the same. So <clears throat> as far as, say, and I, I've learned this the hard way with virtual assistants, but now i got it nailed down, is to, for example, let's say writing your yellow letter, like all the way from getting the list till it gets in the mailbox. So when you go in and hunt down your lists, and whether you go to this website to buy the list or this realtor to get your free list or go down to the courthouse and go through these files, Write down every single step so it's totally dummy-proof. So you're writing a procedures manual for what you do. And when you get that, that specific, you know, you don't want to say, you know, put left foot down, then right foot down, left foot down, and now open the door to the courthouse. You don't want to get that specific, but you do want to say, go down to the courthouse at blank, blank address. Go to the second floor to the uh, registrar's office. Once you get in there, make a right and go into the... You know, microfish machine and start looking for divorce files. Once you find the divorce files, write those those addresses down on a piece of paper. Once you've completed those those for the day, bring that back and write this type of letter. You know, getting that specific with and, and giving them examples and pictures and diagrams as much as you possibly can. Once you can do that and you can hand that off to somebody, great. I'll give you you know five bucks an hour, eight bucks an hour. 
to handle this for me. And it's that specific, and then that's a system. And then it also makes that person, uh, if, if they don't work out, you can easily just slide someone else right in there and have them do it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So you guys have done all these activities, so you just need to create your procedures list of exactly how you do it and exactly how you want it done. And then, you know, it, it costs money to get the labor, but it doesn't have to be a lot of money. It could be maybe a percentage of the deal, so it's it's a lot less money out of your pocket. Um, it could be if there's other favors, hey, I'll, I'll tune up your motor- motorcycle or something like that, whatever it may be. But but think creatively in that sense as, as well as uh, just how you do in your real estate. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, really recording those systems and getting them in place, you know. Yep, it's it's just another thing. It's another thing to do. But now that you guys have got some money reserved and you got your lead generation going, it's it's okay to kind of slow down and, and then go ahead and create that. Maybe taking a step back so you can take the two steps forward. Yeah, I think I find you know this ironic because when I was in college, it uh, I actually had a computer systems class, and you know I I was a good college student, but I uh, my computers systems teacher actually gave me an academic integrity against the school and uh, threatened to throw me out because I networked with a student on a homework assignment that we were allowed to talk about. And uh, he told me I, when I when he took me to court for it, the school system told me I would never be successful. And that uh, I told him about me and my partner's business. He said we'd never be successful. And uh, it's just funny. He was a systems teacher. And looking back at it now, you know, yeah, you really want to highlight, you know, that mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I've heard that before, not, and I've thought about that before. You know, what's what's considered cheating in high school is just considered good business out in the real world. Exactly. You know, um, duplication, finding out what works and doing the same thing yourself. So, yeah, the, that's, that's the next step for you guys is um, start si- – delegating that stuff, those pieces off one by one, and don't be overwhelmed by it. You don't have to do every single aspect of your business all at once. But just take the one part. I would say just take your direct mail and get that dialed in and get someone locked in and have that done for you consistently. You know, whether it's 20 letters, 30 letters, 50 letters a day, just just tackle that one spot. And once that's up and running, then you go and, and you fine-tune, say, the, the, the lead generation and driving traffic to your websites, and then you get that going. And then once that's all, all you got all your marketing, so it sounds like you already got your roadside signs. And now you might want to train someone on the basic script to use to answer the phones for you. So now your phones are always being answered. They screen those calls, and they identify. You teach them how to identify who should I call back. If they detect any motivation, then you'll call them back. So you can totally have that set off the side. There's call answering, uh, call answering services that that's all they do. And they're, they're pros. They're, you can get sales services as well that, that know how to do that. And once you got that, then you've got, um, so now you've got your appointments and you you have to physically go to those and write offers. But then once you get the offer accepted, now you got a transaction coordinator you just hand it over to and they process all the paperwork and make sure everything's straight for you with escrow. Automated business right there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Everything can, can be automated. And there's just, you know, the few different parts where you're really an integral part at this point. But you know what? You know, down the road, you can, hey, go and duplicate that. And you can duplicate yourself as well. And pretty much, you know, you can start taking those long vacations and 
and have your business still running for you, well, for you. But that's down the road a bit. Just start one little piece at a time and, and build it step by step. Yeah, I mean, we got to get out there one of these weekends to have a beer with you, so we better start automating. So. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and what, you guys are in Pennsylvania still? Mm-hmm. Yep, we're in PA. That's awesome. Awesome. That's one market I have not looked into. Um, maybe I come out there and see you guys, too. You're so, more than welcome. Super. We'll get you on and uh, shooting some shotguns in no time. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I love it. That'd be great. Well, you know, guys, thanks for, for spending this time with us and, and sharing your success and sharing what you, what you guys are actually doing. And what I really want to point out, that there's no secrets. It's just it's just actually doing the work. It's it's doing what you already know to do, but there's the fact that you're doing it. I'm not surprised at all that you're getting any results. In fact, I'd expect you to get your results. So, again, awesome, awesome. Anything last you want to say before before we wrap this up? Well, we really, really appreciate your time and, uh, you know, the chance to speak with you and uh, take a line out of your book, my shameless plug. Um, you can check us out at baycitybuyers.com. Mm-hmm. That's baybuyers. Baycitybuyers.com. City Buyers, yep. Yeah, we tried to incorporate the uh, the closest to the lake in our company's name. You know, you got to keep it local. Right, right. That's awesome. That's a really good, is it spelled absolutely the way it sounds? Yeah, That's a great domain name. That's awesome. I'm surprised some realtor didn't get it from you. But that's that's cool. Um super. So you guys have my phone number. Anything comes up, you need any help, uh feel free to call. You're more than welcome to use it. Perfect. Hey, thank you, Matt. You don't I mean, I'm sure you do, but you know, your podcast has really been something that pushed us to the next level. And uh you know, I just wanna say, you know, towards the end, um you know, when we first started getting into podcasts, it, it felt like it was a never-ending book. I mean, most of them were just plugs the whole time and no sort of content. And after discovering yours and being able to get into the first, you know, what was it, 12 to 15 episodes and literally, you know, expanded our knowledge tenfold right off the bat, um, you know, we know we knew we were hooked. And, you know, it's, it's almost surreal talking to you on the phone now. So, uh Thank you very much, and we do appreciate everything you've done. Oh, you guys are very welcome, and thank you for actually taking what I say and putting it to work and, and getting the results. That's the biggest compliment you can give me. So thanks, guys. And for those of you listening, we'll be back in a couple weeks, and we'll be up on a regular schedule, and I'll share all the new stuff with you, and, and we'll be back uh, every single week, okay? And that's it for today. I will talk to you guys soon. Dustin, Corey, thanks again, and uh, feel free to come back anytime that you want, okay? Thanks a lot. Thanks, Matt. Talk to you soon. You bet. Take care. Bye. Thank you for spending this time with Matt Terrio and the Epic Real Estate Investing Podcast. When you have a moment, stop by iTunes to leave your comments and let us know what you think of the show. And if you haven't done so already, get started investing today by visiting freerealestateinvestingcourse.com to access Matt's free course, How to Do Deals, No Money Required. Until next time. To your success. To your success. To your success. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.